Last time on Silhouette Zero, retired professor and treasure hunter Enoch Rune and his assistant Marissa found themselves in the middle of war-torn Kyrios, hired to decode the mysterious hieroglyphs in the Temple of Jaharl. Enoch and Marissa descended with Jack Tarnation and his crew, where it was revealed they had been hired by Archer Arrow to retrieve a mysterious jar. They found the jar and were about to return to the entrance when suddenly the entire temple shook. Carefully inspecting their way back, the team discovered that a massive jackal statue had suddenly come to life. Um, Mr. Rosehammer, and Enoch looks at his thin rapier blade, then across to Rosehammer's gigantic mallet and goes, Maybe more suited to you after all, then, eh? Let's advance cautiously, what what? <laughs> um, all right. Ha- having oh. moved up a little bit as well, and realising that, that maybe he might need a little bit of oomph, uh, Enoch yeah. switches the rapier to his like, his clockwork arm, pauses for a second, reaches into his reinforced tweeds and tweaks some of the uh, the settings in the arm, and you can hear sort of the clockwork starting to wind up in there, and almost like a pumping of a root of a tiny uh, steam engine as well as that arm kind of powers up. Right, right. roll roll your initiative roll. Um, I think it's got to be cool, really, because I'm aware that there's something yeah. ahead. Um, cool is not my best, but actually I'm going to flip a story point. Yellow and a green, two successes. It'll do, it'll do. Yep, okay. So you will go first. Uh, is Marissa staying back? Yeah, she'll be she'll be hanging back. Okay. So the giant 12-foot statue is, of course, now alive. Uh, so it's a giant jackal made out of stone. The only major difference you see, other than the fact that it's moving, is that it has two shining green eyes. Look like they're gemstones, and they're glowing. The team has the thing surrounded. Um, you can already tell that the the door on the other side is now collapsed with rubble. You're not getting out that way. I shout over, booby traps, Mr. Davis. <laughs> All right, so yeah, what do you yeah. want to do? I think I'm going to advance cautiously on this while it's distracted. And then when I seize my moment, I'm going to lunge forward and attempt to chip out the the one of its shining eyes in the hopes that some form of control mechanism or at the very least, it's what it's using to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there is the hope that if I can prize that out, it'll be more effective than trying to stab stone. You know, if I can chisel it a little bit. <laughs> this is true. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. So, it's, this is a cold shot. It is. So, I'm going to spend, so it's a maneuver to aim, uh, a maneuver to engage. It adds two black to that. Because there's only one enemy, my duelist comes in, gives me a boost die. Nice. Um, is it an adversary? Does it have any defense? Um, it is not an adversary. It does not have any defense. It's soak is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. but I will say, if you're gonna use your tea, mm. probably now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I draw upon the fortitude granted to me by a fine couple. And yeah, I'm going to wait for my moment and then leap in and with this the uh, full 
power of my fully wound arm, attempt to spear one of its uh, to chip one of its eyes out. So two yellow, two blue versus two purple and two black. One success and a threat. Nice. Two strain. Uh, all right. So all that years and years of fencing. You know, fencing is an interesting sport. Um, I don't know how much you know about actual fencing, um, but you know, it's a very targeted mm. type of type of of fighting, right? It, you're yeah. using a very small weapon to try to hit very small spaces. And there's some argument that in the real world, fencing not that useful because, you know, if you're gonna stand there with your little pointy stick yeah. and try to get a very small target, a, a a big guy with a cudgel could just like, yeah, you know very unceremoniously sweep you away however the perfect opportunity to try to spear a tiny little um eye gem out of a giant jackal um and so it lances perfectly and ching, and the gem flies into the air uh, and skitters off into the corner interestingly blow stops immediately as soon as it hits the ground only got one eye left uh, the threat is, of course, that it's uh, very interested in you at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, let's see. I say, chaps, the other... Sorry, my, my accent's completely gone then. I say, chaps, the other eye, what, what? Okay, the Tarnation crew, uh, not much battle discipline, I would say, so they're just going to try to attack it with everything they have. Um, so they're just opening fire here. It's going to be... Um, let's see... So it's a yellow and a green. It's short range, which is good for them. Mm. So it's only one purple. I'm going to flip a smog point to make it a red. Ooh, technically it's two reds because I'm engaged. Will be a red and a purple, Ooh, yeah. won't it? Yeah, because I'm engaged because it's an automatic upgrade. Yeah, here we go. So yellow, green, red, purple. Fire! Okay, so they fire their guns, uh, the threat being that um, you want hmm. to take a strain as I kind of have to duck out of the way of some of the more <laughs> close volleys of fire? Yeah, that and you're just profoundly irritated that these idiots think they can shoot stone. Because, um, <laughs> yes, they hit. It doesn't really do much. doesn't really do any damage because, as I said, they are shooting stone. Yeah, they're chipping away at the body, I guess. If they did this for, I don't know, an hour, maybe they would destroy it. But, mm. you know, they're pistols. They're shooting a... a chunk of obsidian this is the dumbest thing you've ever seen um so jack however did hear what you were saying and so he's gonna go he's gonna try to snipe this thing with his rifle so let's see he has um three yellow he's gonna take an aim so it's gonna be a blue uh let's see it's short range one purple called shot which is so it's a type of aim. So, um, sorry, I, I know this because I use it quite a bit. Um, so he doesn't get the boost for aiming. He gets two setback die for the cold shot. If he then takes a second maneuver to aim, it drops it down to a single. Oh, that's right. That's right. And there's a talent you can get somewhere in the tree that means you not only don't take setback, you still get the boost die for cold shotting. Yeah, it's lovely. But yeah, sorry. Like, I, like. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just double checking my that block for him okay cool yeah <laughs> i like that when i picked this his thing it came with intimidating ranged weapon is this what it's called <laughs> <laughs> all right here he goes blam hey he did it mm. so a success and an advantage the shot lands exactly where it's supposed to 
the eye flies off of the statue and as if pulling the battery out of a toy, it freezes in place right where it was. That eye also again clatters to the ground. I think Enoch kind of straightens uh. up, uh, whips his um, sword cane round almost in a in a Count Dooku-esque fences salute, um, then sheathes it, <laughs> and then now that the adrenaline of, of the fight and the urgency is gone, he leans forward and, and goes back to kind of almost being a bit of a frail, older chap, mm. you know, like now that the, now the danger has gone, those reflexes have left have left him again, and he, he kind of leans forward a little bit. And, um, you can hear the arm kind of winding down. He reaches underneath his sleeve and kind of winds it back up to some normal functioning. Well, it appears. Uh, first of all, is everybody all right? You can see uh, Millie is injured. Mm. Um, Marissa has already entered and, and is kind of attending to those wounds. Tarnation orders Rosehammer to try to bash his way through the rubble the, of the thing. He's standing there with his hammer. Bam, 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 bam. Mr. Rosehammer, I admire your vim here, but let's just take a considered approach. Depending oh. on how this was rigged... <laughs> stop hitting the wall with the hammer for the moment. Thank you very much, my dear boy. Uh, okay. uh, you see, Mr. Tarnation, depending on how this was rigged to collapse... Trying to brute force our way out that way may cause a further collapse. You're assuming that it was rigged and we didn't just get hit by an artillery shell. I find the timing remarkably convenient, Mr. Davies. Um, I think actually I've heard enough from you. You are not the expert here in any of the areas we require. You have in fact caused more trouble than you have solved. So unless you have something actually useful to contribute... Silence would be much appreciated, my dear boy. Thank you very much. Uh, Marissa, my dear, how is young Millie? Um, she's... I believe she's broken her arm, sir. Mm. I don't think she'll be of much use combatively, but she's not in any immediate mortal danger. Well, that's the more important part. Millie, my apologies. Now, let us just think for the moment. There's no sense being hasty. Being hasty has gotten us where we are right at the moment. I'm going to go over to the Rockfall and have a look at that, first of all, to see, um, was it rigged? Was it a result of shelling? Can I see the results of any, um, like, mechanisms that might have caused it to collapse when the jar was taken? Mm, um, perception? Perception, yeah. Probably two purple. Just let me clear my dice pool. Two purple, one yellow, and one green. <laughs> failure with a threat but also a triumph okay take another strain because you're you're trying to perhaps against your better judgment move some of the rubble around mm. it's a lot heavier because you're really trying to get a look at the ceiling right because if yeah. you can see the ceiling you can see whether or not this was you know an intentional drop of rubble yeah. or if something is broken um and you slip you fall over. Uh, Marissa looks very, very panicked about that. But while you're on the ground and you've dropped your torch, um, you see from your triumph that in the corner of the wall, there are two gem-shaped divots. Mm -hmm. Pull myself slowly to my feet, leaning quite heavily on my cane or until my knee brace kind of clicks back into position. Dust myself down. Mr. Rune, you must be more careful. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. That is, 
enthusiasm, you know. Sometimes it, 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 yes. Anyway. Is I your pain all right? Do you need, do you need some medicine? I, I, f I'm fine for the moment. And he stops and kind of takes a breath and, and straightens his knee back out. Time enough for soporifics and painkillers when we're free of this place, my dear. I need to be at my sharpest at the moment. Speaking of, and he limps over and picks up the two gems from where they, that he prized from the eyes of the um, the statue from where they fell. Well, you found one. Oh, I found one, yeah. I go uh, looking for the other one. You can't find it. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I, I kind of stop, turn round. While I appreciate that we all like mementos of our adventures, I fear I may need the second eye from the statue to get us out of this room. You can have it back when we're free. <laughs> Jilly goes, oh, fine. He pulls it out and hands it to you. Um, uh, Enoch smiles, kind of pats him on the shoulder. There's a good chap. Limps over <laughs> to the corner and puts the... Uh, before I do... Speaking of not being quite so hasty, before mm. I do, I'm going to look around the divots to see if there's any engravings or carvings or similar around it. Sure. Um, I'm going to say, because it's a triumph, right? Mm. I don't want to have had you perceive a, um, a booby trap, essentially. Yeah. There is a tiny little mark that indicates exit. I nod. Pop the gems into the slots. Um... They flash green for a moment, and then the wall starts to open up, including the brick with the gems, mm. and it slides off into the into the wall. Oh, man, we ain't never getting that back. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Jilly. I'm sure there'll be something to make it worth your while. I'm sure, at the very least, Mr. Davis could be encouraged to apply a significant bonus to all of you for your sterling work here today. And I give him a steely look. In fact, I think Mr. Davies can start helping out by going in front. And he, Jack gives him a lantern, pushes him. Uh, the opening here is very narrow. It's only about wide enough for one person to go at a time. And you can smell the air here. Has not This chamber has not been opened in a long time. The passageway is also very long. It looks like it turns at some point up ahead. So you can't really see what's up ahead. And the light won't will only cast so far. So... Yeah. Roger's been volunteered to go first. Cautious, um, what? Mr. Davies. Cautiously. He sneers at you as if he, you know, clearly he's going to thinking about himself at this point. Of course he's going to go cautiously. Um, marching order, do you do you care? Um, no, I don't think I care quite so much. As long as there's someone behind um, Roger with a torch so that we can see a little bit further ahead. I think I'm going to want Millie to hang back with me and Marissa, given that she got injured. And again, I think I probably want Rose Hammer at the back for the moment, just just in case. Right. So um, it goes Robert, Roger, Jack, uh, the rest of the crew except mm. Rose Hammer and Millie, with you sandwiched in the middle. Yeah. Everyone else has torches as, as able. Um, everyone's put their guns away except Jack, who has mm. one pistol in his left hand trained at Roger's back. And you start this awkward shuffle into this passage. And with every step, the darkness seems to be a little bit darker, more mm. suffocating. The, the light seems to not carry as far as um, you thought it should. And so uh, all of a sudden, like, 
there's almost no light at all. In fact, you can't you can't see anybody in front of you anymore. Are the torches still glowing? You can't see anything now. Now you're just standing in darkness. Well, actually, you're walking. You're still yeah. walking, but you can't see anything. I reach forward to see if I can feel the shoulder of, of um, anyone in front. You do not feel anyone ahead of you. Marissa, Mr. Tarnation. I'm afraid they can't hear you at the moment. Oh, dear. It's the brandy fevers again. Um, <laughs> and I, kind of I like you. You're interesting. Mr. Jahal, one presumes. Indeed. Jahal, Lord of the Dead. Forgive me. At your service. Lord Jahal. One would think I'd be more surprised, perhaps afraid, upon speaking directly with a deity such as yourself. However, it has been that sort of day. Do you mind if we stop walking for the moment? I fear my knee is quite painful. You can do whatever you want. Your body is continuing to move. We're just having a brief conversation in the recesses of your mind. I would bid you not go poking around there too deeply. It is not a what? welcoming place. Do you think that there's going to be something that shocks me in there? I'm the Lord of Death. Not at all. However, you are a guest in my mind, and I would not wish you to have anything less than a pleasant time. Courtesy, after all. Hmm. It seems I've chosen well. And then materializing in front of you, or really, yeah, in front of you is a, is a polite little jackal sitting there, um, glowing green, which is a little bit creepy, but he's just sitting there like a like a good doggo. I think that, that Enoch stops walking and leans kind of heavily on his cane, brushes himself down, takes a look around, and... Um, how may I serve? And he kind of, like, as he looks at the jackal, I, I think he kind of... It's hard to describe because I've just done it, but it's almost a smile that kind of moves his glasses up and down, kind of on his nose and then back into place. Mm. Kind mm -hmm. of that, that, that kind of reflex gesture with the ears almost. Mm -hmm. You were the only one smart enough to understand what my purpose is. As you can tell, I'm not trapped. I'm not banished. I'm not imprisoned. I wanted to put, be put in this temple. I'm taking a break, I guess you could say. I quite understand the joys of retirement, my lord. Good. Then I have a little request for you, if you don't mind. It would seem it's churlish to refuse, given, and I, I kind of gesture at the impenetrable, all-encompassing blackness that's around me. Well, uh... It's very important that I not leave this temple. The jar you currently possess, well, I guess it has me in it. Aha. Uh -huh. I fear we may be in some difficulty then, for upon the morning, or if not then, then soon enough, there will be people less considerate swarming this place, and they will almost certainly take it, or else destroy it. No respect for history, you see. <laughs> There's no one coming that, up, up for that. Is that what they told you? That this place was going to be destroyed? Indeed so, and given the turmoil currently raging nearby, I did somewhat take them at their word. It, my temple has stood for thousands of years. You think that's petty civil war would, undertake, would take it down? Not so much take it down but I was concerned that soldiers may come here and not understanding what they find, destroy it. 
he gives a little dog shrug. <laughs> Here is my request. Should you survive the next few chambers, and it is of little consequence to me whether you do or not, in fact, it would be easier for me if you just died right now. In any case, at the very end, there will be another jar, identical. Just swap it. What if my compatriots wish to take both jars? Well, then you have to make sure they don't realize there are two jars. Believe me, the way you're going, there will be ample opportunity. Just make sure I don't leave this temple. Doesn't matter where you put the, my actual jar. I am not going to be so discourteous as to inquire what may happen should I refuse you. I don't know what will happen. I'm not going to strike you down or anything. I could do that now. Even so. Assuming you are real, and I mean no discourtesy when I say that, then it would seem a poor thing to have a god cross at you. And if you are not real, well... <laughs> I like you, Enoch Rune. Anyway, do what I say. Goodbye. And instantaneously, the light returns to your eyes. It's actually a bit jarring because apparently you've finished crossing whatever passageway while you were off in the recesses of your own mind. And now you're standing in a room full of blue crystals that seem to give off their own light. These crystals are arranged, I guess, like in a funhouse sort of situation. They refract light. They're bending. It's very confusing in here. And also very jarring, considering the rest of, it doesn't match the rest of the temple at all. Mm. Um, the walls are still dark obsidian, and ahead of you there's a, a large door that it has a bunch of mechanical workings at the top of it, and another inscription. Uh, everyone's sort of fanning out, just trying to get lay of the land, trying to figure out what the crystals are. You, you notice nobody's touching them. Very sensible. More engravings. Hmm. This is a lost chamber, not one designed for regular visitations from the worshippers of Drahal. I think you are very wise to be cautious in here, even more so than the previous chambers. Let me see what messages the god has for us in here. And I limp forward towards the uh, hieroglyphics engraved on the wall. Um, <clears throat> it's very simple this one um it's it's not written in the high it's not written in the low it's written in the regular one that you kind of know off the top of your head yep. and it just says confess and be free hmm. confess where and confess what one wonders let's see if there's any context to this within these crystals marissa your eyes are keener than mine let's see what we can find and i'm going to kind of start looking around the crystals and try and get marissa alone where i can have a quiet conversation with her that won't be easily overheard Okay, easily done. You find a little corner. How are you bearing up, my dear? Well, I'm one part terrified and one part amazed. I, I suppose you're used to that combination by now. It is a, a trademark of the job, certainly. But I appreciate that this was probably your first time encountering defenses of such a fashion. To be truthful, it is my first time coming across defenses so animated compared to mechanical traps or alchemy, but I'm not prepared to show that I'm flapped in front of well, and I, I shoot a look at uh, Roger. Just, you're doing remarkably well, my dear. Not that I ever doubted you. 
Keep that lip stiff for a little bit longer, and we'll soon be out of here without difficulty. Now, what can we see? And I kind of, again, pat her shoulder comfortingly. Just you can see, though, when, when you do that, she it looks like she's struggling with something. Mm. Like, she wants to say something, but she also doesn't want to say it. I kind of lean back in and go, My dear, confess and be free. And I, 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 a quirky smile, kind of, as I nod my head towards the hieroglyphics on the wall. I, I don't have anything to say to you, Mr. Rune. It's fine. I was just thinking that, you know, it's actually a good thing that all of your tales were not just a bunch of... of poppycock and nonsense like I thought it was and then she slaps her mouth like her hands over her mouth like oh goodness I'm so sorry I didn't mean to say that out loud what's going on no offense taken my dear it is the nature of tales to be told in the telling there's a reason I no longer teach at Loxbardi after all she still looks extremely embarrassed <laughs> like she can't believe she said that out loud again I, I give her a, a pat on the shoulder now come along what can we see here and I'm going to have a look around to see if there's anything um, kind of out of place or unusual or directing a way out of the room. Mm -hmm. And again, kind of while we're while I'm doing that, I'm going to lean and go. Now, of course, having realised that my stories were perhaps uh, truer than you may have gathered, what do you imagine you'll think when I tell you I spoke to the god Jahal shortly ago? Her eyes widen. You mean the actual? Hey, he exists. So it, yeah, so he claimed. It was that all the brandy fevers. Could it be a little bit of both? But I'm not inclined to hedge my bets at the moment. Just be aware there is more things going on here than we see at the surface. Let me know if he speaks to you, okay? She nods frantically. Oh, believe me, sir. Believe me, Mr. Boone. You'll be the first one to know. Yeah, so let's keep this between ourselves. I don't think our colleagues are the sort of folk who'd understand. Hey, Rune! Tarnation calls out. Yes, Mr. Tarnation? You ever seen something like this before? Bear with me a moment and I'll tell you. And I turn from where I'm looking at the crystals and, and limp over to where he's beckoning. Mm -hmm. He's just gesturing at the door. Which part of it, my dear boy? Well, I figure you got them clockwork works on, on your arms. What about the gear works up there? He points at the top of the door. There are some ancient mechanical workings up there. Sharp! Eyes indeed, my fine fellow. Sharp eyes. Um, I don't suppose I could... Uh, Mr. Rosehammer? Mm. My burly young friend, could I just borrow your back for a moment? Looks at Tarnation. Just I do what he says. <laughs> I need to get oh. a closer look, and they're a little bit out of reach for me, you see. Just a, a, a leg up, what what? Looks at Jack. Pick him up, you idiot. <laughs> uh, I, walks I, I, over again. Helps give you a boost. As he gives me a boost, I look over at Jack and kind of mouth. I didn't think that one was particularly complicated. <laughs> look, there's a reason we keep him around, and it's not that. <laughs> I take a closer look at the gears. I, I kind of, I think I get Marissa to pass me up a torch so I can really get in there and have a quick look around. Uh huh. Um, either mechanics or perception. Uh, I'm going to go with mechanics. I'm slightly better at it. All right, so mechanics is one yellow two. and two green. It'll be two purple, one black, because they're old. Mm -hmm. Two success and a threat. Okay. It looks like the mechanism is in working order. And you also think that you could rig up a pulley where you guys could basically brute force the mechanism open. Hmm. I'm worried about the threat, though. <laughs> 
Yes, you yes. should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? I think we could probably uh, fashion a rudimentary pulley system to get this door open. Yes. Oddly, I can't seem to find what mechanism it would be that would open this in normal times. So, um, let's just be a bit cautious when we do. We've already encountered one booby trap, if not, well, several. Let's not uh, cluster around the doorway, just in case something's waiting for us on the other side and pleasant, eh? Um, uh, Chili, Mr. Chili, pass me one of those ropes, please, my dear boy. And uh, he, he gets toward that, and, and as you're standing there on, on um, Rose Hammer's booth, he, you hear him mutter, like, probably be just safer if I smash Simon, or Roger's face in. Now, now. No call for that just yet. Purpose to all and all people a purpose. He's just yet to manifest his. Not that I wonder care. if you've... Why, why, do you, why do you always talk like that? Like what? W- words I can't understand. <laughs> Force of habit of a lifetime in academia, my dear boy. Also, what, do you, what is your opinion of Rose Hammer? I think I quite like him. Yeah, I quite like Rose Hammer. He's, um... Okay. Oh, was, it, was, this, was this a Chris to Adam question or a chilly yes, to... Yes, yes, yeah. this is. I quite like him. He, you know, he he's a strong, silent type and he's looked after Marissa for me. I, I harbour him no ill will. Every okay. dig needs a muscle and he's serving that rule admirably. Okay, you fi- you find yourself compelled, like mm. very strongly compelled, to say that phrase. Every dig needs a muscle, mm. and you're serving that role admirably. <laughs> do you give into it, or I, do you want to resist it? I think I do. Kind of as he's helping me, kind of um, tie the rope. I pat him on the shoulder and go, "Mr. Rosehammer, it is truth to be told that every dig needs a muscle, and you're serving your pu- that you're serving that purpose admirably." Thank you very much for the lift. I appreciate it. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> he seems happy, pretty happy with that. Jelly gives you the, the rope, and you start to uh, make your preparations. Yep. And then, as, as so as you're making the preparations, you all, you hear uh, out of the corner of your ear, Millie, who's, who's basically sitting next to the door, yeah. nursing her wound. She's got her arm um, in a makeshift sling, mm. going like, I can't believe I follow these idiots in here again. If I get out of here, I'm never doing this work. I think Rune narrows his eyes a little bit and then goes, Um, just so we're all aware, the carving above the door says, Confess and be free. May wish to, if you um feel the need to unburden your soul in this place, might be worth just stepping into a quiet corner just in case. After all, some truths are sharper than knives. She looks around. What? What? What do you? Did I say that out loud? Oh, it—it it was more a general comment. I heard nothing particularly. After all, I'm focusing on these gears. Just thought it was worth letting everybody know. This place, the weight of it, plays on the mind somewhat. Okay, discipline four purple. Okay, uh, I'm all right with discipline. Two yellow. Um, I think I'm going to flip a steam point to give me an extra green. Okay. He's a he's a robust of willpower. Uh, two success, three threat. However, okay. Mm. So you take three strain. Ooh. When you said I didn't hear anything in particular, you yeah. had a very strong impulse to correct yourself. Like you couldn't lie about that. Somehow you managed to force yourself to lie anyway. But there was a very strong impulse to not do that. Mm. 
thing, I kind of shudder as I'm getting down a little bit. Um, oh, it's wearying in here. Nothing to fret about, Mr. Rosehammer. Thank you very much. Now, let's all stand away from the door, and if we're ready to go, put a little bit of vim into it, what-what? And I kind of gesture to the, to the rope, but step back away from it so as not to pull it myself. Far burlier people than me here. Yeah, um, Marissa comes up to you having noticed your shudder. Do you need medicine, Mr. Rune? Not quite yet, but I think it's getting to that point, my dear. Yes, I imagine your addiction and withdrawal symptoms are starting to show. She slaps her hands over her mouth again. Yes, well, we all have our vices. Sometimes we need something to take the edge off. Sometimes we need something to put the edge on. I'm so very sorry. I don't know why I'm saying these things. I think it's the pressure of your first real dig. Let's not start ascribing supernatural properties, eh? And I, I kind of step back. Although if you do have a little something, something to hand, I'll keep it in my pocket just in case. She hands you one of your pre-mixed elixirs. <laughs> I think I, I, I hold it for far too long in my hand, kind of looking into it before I kind of grit my teeth and put it in my satchel. Step back a little bit. The Tarnation crew grab the rope. They, Jack yells the heave. They all pull, 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 pull. Snap, the rope snaps. They all fall into a tumble. Gosh darn it, Chili. If you're going to install something like this, you got to give him a new rope. Why'd you give him this old rope? Ugh. Everybody check your bags. Find a stronger rope. You know they're going to kill you at the end of this, don't you? Roger says to you. I think, yeah, Enoch kind of snaps his gaze to Roger. Always a risk in this line of business, but I'm grateful for the warning. It's that... not a warning. It's just me relishing the fact. Have I wronged you somehow? <laughs> no, of course not. I've never met you. I don't care to know you. I imagine I probably won't survive this either, so I might as well just say it. You annoy me. But I enjoy the fact that you're such a fool. May I say, the feeling is entirely mutual. What happened to Peter? Uh, I'm going to roll something here. Uh, just nothing. Ooh, he's, he's not, this is not looking good for him. Two green against two purple. Two failure, two threat. You can see he's trying to hold back and he goes, He's dead. Died at the first at our first attempt to grab one of these canopic jars. He died about six months ago. Rune, his face goes impassive, and he's just staring. Not so much at Roger anymore, but almost through Roger, and his shoulders slump a little. I feared that may be the case, but I'm grateful for your candor. And this was at the behest of Mr. Arrow? <laughs> well, Arrow was part of it, yes, but the people you've followed in Snad to, well, they're more powerful than any of us. A consortium of the greatest, most powerful people in the world. And they seek these jars? What... what for? This seems to be the only thing in common with all these ridiculous errands I've been put upon. So make sure these jars get back to, well, Mr. Arrow, the Colonel, the Maharaja of the Rising Dawn. One time I had to find Duke Iron Gill. That was Rosavia of, of Aldenia. Wana, the High Priestess of Israelia. 
these are all names you know. Yeah. Like, these are some of the most famous, most powerful people in the world. I think as he's starting to talk, um, Rune shrugs back the cuff of his left arm and pops a panel open in his clockwork arm, um, takes his little mechanical pencil and starts making a note on uh, an embedded notepad in his arm. Mm -hmm. Just making a note of all the names. Write down what you will. No one will believe you. Oh, this isn't for publication, my dear boy. This is for me. And he smiles the smile of a much younger man, the smile of someone who, at their peak, used to delve into places like this without fear of what may happen, leaving behind him a trail of the dead. It's a shark's smile. Thank you for your candor. Clips the pencil back down, closes the, the, uh, the plate in his arm, slides his cuff back down. Now I think it's your turn to go up on Mr. Rose Hammer and secure the rope, what what? Make yourself useful, my dear boy. Why, you'll still have breath to do it, eh? After all, you said yourself you're worried about your chances of survival. And, um, I'm getting very tired. He sneers, but starts to do as you say. While he's uh, doing that, hopefully there's no eyes on me. Is there anywhere in here where I might be able to stash, um, Jahal's jar? Mm, no. Not. Okay. Here's what I will say. Since you're looking... Hmm. You're, you're looking around and you realize that it's a lot brighter in here than it was when you first got in here. Um, and while you're looking around, you notice that the crystals, which used to have a dim glow about them, some of them are now brightly glowing. And as you notice this, you hear behind you, uh, Billy and Jilly, while they're tying, you know, they're, they're getting ready with a rope. Jilly's like, you know, if we get out of this, I'd like to take you to dinner. I've always fancied you. And Billy goes, really? I never noticed. Yeah, that's because you're an idiot. Hmm? Well, I, I fancy you too. And then two more crystals, woo, woo, light up. I think it would uh, prove useful, I say, raising my voice, if we were to get out of here sooner rather than later. With each truth spoken, these crystals are growing brighter, as you may have observed and I would not like to be here when they reach their full incandescence. So, um, shall we? And I'm going to supervise them. Yeah. <laughs> they connect the new rope. All right, idiots. Pull! Pull, 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 and... You somehow, well, what happens is that when they pull, they release a counterweight somewhere, and... The door opens. I beckon to, um roger to lead the way again yeah everybody kind of quickly traverses out of the room they're afraid the door's going to come back down again of course so everyone moves quick into the next area the next area is um well you first thing you notice is you're hit with a a blast of fresh air Mm. you have a platform like basically un mm, so it's natural stone now you're not in the, the black temple anymore there's natural stone on this side. There's a very old bridge crossing a very deep chasm. Um, mm. And on the other side of it is more natural stone, but there's a, a hole in the ceiling reaching out to the sky. It's about 40 feet up. Do I get the feeling that I have now taken the jar out of the temple? Well, interesting question. You do notice that... On this side, there is 
um, some artifacts, right? Yeah. That there is some, I guess, nothing of major importance, but you see some swords, you see some old spears, you see some jars, um, like, you know, maybe some guards were once posted on this side of it. Yeah. And on the opposite side of the, the bridge, there's another little altar where you can see um, there are a bunch of jars, like on a table, different sizes and shapes. Is the rope bridge intact, did you say, or has it has it gone? It's it's still there, but it looks pretty old. Mm. Jack is already kneeling next to it, kind of yeah. tugging on the ropes. Uh, I don't love it. One at a time, maybe. Yeah, so I think uh, that would probably be best. I fear I should probably go last. I am the slowest and least physically capable of all of us. I wouldn't want to be halfway through and something happens trapping half of you on this side. That seems ill-mannered. Tell you what, this is what we'll do. We'll make a second line underneath the bridge. Hopefully that'll steady it a bit. Fresh rope can't hurt. Mm. Make sure it is fresh though, eh, Mr. Chili? And I shoot him a smile. Chili <laughs> glowers. Um, Jilly is the one up at this. She is the smallest and the most agile, and so she starts to very carefully make her way across with a large rope. Um, that she's Jack has a fix at this end with uh, you know a spike that he's driven into the ground, and uh, she's she's walking it across. This is going to take a little bit of time, but yeah. they're they're working up this. This is something that they're finally feeling comfortable because this they can do. Yeah. While they're doing that, and I imagine most people will be looking and, and keeping an eye on that, I'm going to see if there's anywhere I could feasibly stash Jahal's jar. Well, yeah, like there's, a, 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 there's a chasm. Yeah, but I don't just want to yeet it in the hole. I mean, that seems bad manners. Um, and also, if it breaks, it kind of defeats the whole object. So, um, yeah, I'm going to look for like a, a, a shadowy crevice or like something, you know, like where, where this little altar is on this side with all the swords and that sort of stuff is there something i could like hide it behind or between yeah for sure uh there's uh yeah i mean there's the big jars there's the weapons there's all sorts of places you could could stow it if you want yeah i think that's what i'm going to do on this side um i imagine there's not a, a a similar jar on this side that is close enough to pass i'm happy to flip a steam point how are you how are you searching for this? Just outright searching through it? Or are you trying yeah. to be like... Yeah, I, okay. I I, think I, I'm i not making it clear that I'm looking for a specific duplicate jar, but I don't uh-huh. think it's out of character for me to go and look at the artifacts that are here with my professional curiosity while they're doing physical stuff that I can't really contribute to. You know, I don't think it's going to raise any eyebrows if I potter off and look at the tat while they're, you know, doing the tomb raiding. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is no jar. All the jars on this side are way too big. That's okay. Um, hopefully there'll be one on the other side, but if not, so be it. Um, and I think when I've stashed the jar away and I'm as confident as I can be, I'm going well, to... I might eat it. No. Yeah. Stealth or Skullduggery? Skullduggery. Okay. I think... Oh, no, wait a minute. No, they're greens. So that's no good. Um, <laughs> I thought they were yellows. I thought I put ranks into this one. Uh, I put it in Streetwise instead. What a fool. <laughs> That's the problem with having an orphan network. No use out in the desert. Uh, I think I'm still going to go with Skullduggery. I'm going to spend a steam point. What's my difficulty? Let me see here. Let me check this. Hmm. 
Do any of these people have any perception at all? Good. Yeah, uh, I thought I'd bought my Skullduggery instead of my Streetwise. <sighs> fool. Fool. Okay, so it's going to be uh, two purple and a black. Okay. One success, one threat. Whew. Okay, you carefully stow the jar away. All right, this is as steady as it's going to get. Champion work. Uh, Mr. Tarnation, um, while the rest of your colleagues pass, could I maybe have a quick word with you over over yonder? And I'm going to back into the other side of the bridge. Uh, like, sorry, not the other side of the bridge over the chasm, but, you know, like we were, we were standing on a, on a ledge and one uh-huh. side of the ledge had the the tat and where I've just stashed the jar the other right. side of the ledge that doesn't kind of the the, the right hand side of the door rather than the left hand side of the door mm-hmm. yeah and just see if I can beckon him over for a quiet chat out of the earshot of the others okay um so the first one to go across right now is going to be Rose Hammer and Millie mm-hmm. because he's going to carry her across yeah so while while everyone's doing that <coughs> sorry <clears throat> Billy has specific orders to make sure Roger doesn't move um, Jilly's already on the other side, and Marissa is just sort of waiting around, kind of keeping her distance away from everybody. I think she's a little nervous that this, yeah, this is very much a uh, fox chicken chicken feed. Yes, yeah, yeah, boat problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so uh, he, so Jack walks over to you, although he's keeping an eye on everything, and kind of with my voice pitched low so that the others can't hear. Is it, Mister Tarnation? I like to think that in the brief time of our acquaintance, we have taken the measure of each other as gentlemen. I suppose. I have... Sounds like you, sounds like you about to ask me for a favor. <laughs> Indeed so. And the favor is this. I am an old man. My friend died. And I am growing increasingly concerned about what fate may await me once I have led us out of this temple and back into the fresh air. Mm -hmm. And if that is what happens, then that is what has to happen. Marissa, however, is an innocent. If you have any respect for me at all, I would ask that whatever fate may be waiting for me, she is spared for. He looks kind of uncomfortable at this request. Just think it over, is all I ask. You know know the type of people we're up against. I'm good, but I mean, come on, that man's got a private army. He does. But will he be inclined to kill members of your crew as opposed to outside contractors like me? And I kind of raise what? an eyebrow as if to suggest, like, come on, follow the logic. You what can... makes you think you're in such danger? Mr. Davies, for one. And a sense of realism for another. I would hope that given there are several more of these jars to find, that my services may not be disposed of quite so quickly. But you don't get to my age without making contingency plans for those you care about. And there are very few of those left in the world. Uh, Starts rubbing his face. Well, that does present a problem, doesn't it? What you just said, I mean. That there are several more of these? Indeed. There ain't. This is the last one. Ah. Well, then it certainly makes my uh, impending unemployment ever more likely, doesn't it now? Mm-hmm. And then he spins around, draws his gun using quick draw, yep. and boom! 
shoots Roger right in the forehead. Roger falls over dead. Well. Well. (laughs) 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 Yes, there is a bit of a nervous chuckle, I think. That'll buy us a little time. Hey, boys. We're going to cut and run. About time. I was wondering when we were going to get around to that. You don't mind if we... uh, I don't know what pro- what kind of payment they were promising you, but uh, I don't think you're going to be getting it. Uh, the sole payment I was promised was seeing my friend's son. All right, well, then uh, you're just going to have to hang with us when we get out of here. Yes, indeed. He goes to walk away, then stops and turns back round and offers his hand to Jack. Thank hey, you. Hey, don't thank me yet. We ain't out of this yet. Thank me when we get somewhere to a city or you're on a boat somewhere getting far far away from this place and if you got any way to fake your death I'd seriously consider it I think I still remember a few old tricks in the days he nods kind of like gathers his resolve walks over to Marissa it appears our fortunes may be changing my dear let's get over here I can see that (laughs) I think we might be forced to find alternate employment however all will be well. Onwards, then. And I gesture towards the bridge. All right. I'll take the girl. Yes. Jack does so, helping Marissa cross over. Billy crosses next, leaving you by yourself, as you requested, to be the last one to go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Yes? Did, did he just say the last jar? Yes. As in... Somebody has the rest of them? Seemingly so, my lord. Okay, okay, that's a problem. That's a problem. Change of plans. Come get me. Come get me now. (sighs) Will you make up your mind? I kind of mutter grumpily as I limp back over (laughs) to the... (laughs) Pick the jar back up, tuck it in in my... um... I'm not going to put it in my satchel, though. I'm going to open up the compartment in my arm and tuck it in the compartment in my arm and, and close it. All right, good. Now, uh, I'm going to need you to get me to the rest of the other jars. That may prove difficult. Um, and actually, wait a minute. I, and I, I try thinking a response to him rather than speaking out loud. Can can you hear me if I just think about it? Yeah, of course. Good, good, good. I don't want them to think I'm any more peculiar than I am. And I kind of stash my cane, I kind of tuck my cane into my satchel, grip hold of the ropes, and then slowly start making my way across the bridge. That may prove difficult. Um, You see, the person who had employed us to collect you um, and was going to uh, dispose of my services and those of my assistant on the side, well, he's just been disposed of. Well, I don't care about that. I need to get to the rest of the jars. Make it happen. A please wouldn't be amiss. No, how about this then? The fate of the entire world rests upon me getting near those jars. How's that for you? Would you prefer humanity to continue living on in whatever semblance of civilization you have, or do you want to be, like, completely consumed by the spiritual forces? I I would prefer you just to say please. No need for threats or, or then again, I suppose... I am Lord Jahal, God of the Dead. Yes, and at the moment, you are in my arm as I sway across a rickety rope bridge. I think some manners is hardly... An unreasonable <laughs> ask in these circumstances. Please get me to the rest of the jars. 
I will do my very best. You'll notice I'm asking for nothing in return. The threats are sufficient to impress upon... The fact you're speaking in my head is enough to impress upon me the seriousness of your endeavour. Manners cost nothing. And I kind of limp kind of further across the bridge. I swear, trapped in a jar for thousands of years, you get your basics. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the other side, and now there's that giant hole above you. Um, it... They're, the team is trying to figure out how the best to get themselves over. They're already collecting their rope. Mm. Um, Billy is testing the wall, seeing if it's possible for him to climb. Mm. Oh, don't worry, we'll figure this one out. Yes, uh, Mr. Tarnation, how and when were you due to be paid for your role in this endeavor, along with those of your colleagues? Uh, well, I imagine when I brought this jar back, I was going to get my final payment. I've been being paid along the way, you see. Do you think that your life may also be in danger upon deposit of the jar, or do you think that that would be, um, or do you think that you'll just simply get paid for your work and be kept on retainer should your services be needed for the future? Not sure. I wouldn't wish to see you out of pocket for your act of kindness, you see. And this jar being sold to Mr. Arrow for whatever financial recompense may well do you and your team good for moving to safer climbs for a little while. I don't get it. Just a minute ago, you were saying that you needed to make sure that you survived this, and you were heavily implying that I might not. Now you're saying that I might try to use the jars as a method of negotiation? Oh, ah. No, I was saying I expected that I was going to be horribly murdered when we finished this, along with Marissa, by you and your friends. And I was hoping that oh. maybe you'd only kill me. Oh. No, no, no. I, um... We're, we're not we're not hatchet men. We don't do the wet works. Ah, then uh, forgive me for impugning your honor in such a fashion. Believe me, I don't know if they're going to kill you or not. I don't know how much you know. I don't know what this jar nonsense is about. I figured my ignorance is the only thing that's going to keep me alive. Easier to pay me off than hide the bodies. That's what I... I do have a bit of a reputation back home, so my disappearance wouldn't go wholly unnoticed. Good, good. As I say, I don't want to see you out of pocket. Um, we'll make sure that Well, if that's the case, I mean, he reaches into his satchel and pulls out a flare gun. I could just shoot this off and get help up from the top side. Hmm. It still remains the possibility that they may shoot myself and Marissa in the face, though. Or at least me. Hopefully Marissa will be one of your crew that you acquired on the way and thus be rendered safe by her anonymity. Mm, yeah, and the fact that uh, Roger's dead over there is not going to be very... And he kind of drifts off. Mr. Tarnation, as, this place was booby-trapped. There was a giant animated statue. It was terrible. It killed him in a single blow before you were so capably able to... Dis, uh, to um. Yeah, well, I, I, I see where you're going with that, sir, but I was going to say, well, they're going to see you dead body with a bullet hole in his head and me being stupid enough for forget to put it down the chasm but he points across the chasm <laughs> the body's gone well um let's not worry about that then shall we what i couldn't just leave him there you guys are so sloppy yes um i don't think anybody's going to be finding it i had the uh, the foresight to nudge him over for a little fall myself after all, no sense in leaving something behind that might be incriminating for you, Mr. Tarnation. 
one good turn deserves another after all. <laughs> he says poker faced. <laughs> wow, you more cold blooded than I thought. I like you. All right. Shoots off the flare. All right, now I've just got to kick back and wait for them to come pick us up. It takes about 10 minutes for a scout to come mm. rushing by, peering over the edge. Jack yells up, hey, can you come get us out of here if you want your trinket? Uh, and then a, a team is hastily assembled. They they check the stability of the hole. They start lowering a rope ladder, all that kind of stuff. You can see Colonel Armitage waiting at the top as well. One by one, you climb the rope ladder. On the ah. rope, I'm going to kind of mutter to Marissa. Um, it may behoove you to stick with Mr. Tarnation. Um, shall we say, for the moment, masquerading as a member of his crew rather than... No, buggers. Actually, the colonel's already met you. But his men haven't. Look, we may need to engage in a little bit of mummery, just to be on the safe side. These are... Ugh. Lost my words again. Uh, uh, mummery? What? Yes, what? just... Huh? Um, what? No, no, me. That's me. I don't oh, know what you sorry. mean. Oh, um, sorry. Like showmanship. Putting on a show. Pretending. Ah, okay. Thank yeah. you. You got, you got too British there for a second. Sorry. Oh, just a little too British. Do, do we need to keep this? Uh, hello, non-British listeners. By mummery, I am, of course, referring... <laughs> of course, referring to the act of putting on a show performance. Um... <laughs> Not so much puppetry, but assuming a role, <laughs> embodying said being. Yes. Okay, so so she, she nods her understanding, <laughs> even if I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you guys get to the mm-hmm. top. The colonel looks um, impatient. Miss mm. Davies, uh, where is he? Alas, he fell prey to the booby traps contained within the temple. Ah, I did warn him not to be so hasty, but alas, he was uh, a man of passion as opposed to consideration. It's fine. I found him rather off-putting anyway. Mm. He was one of my compatriots' hires. Yes. I fear my plans may have changed very slightly, Colonel, in that I I think um, young Peter... Might not be the greatest thing for him to meet me out here, given the shelling. I may just travel into one of the uh, more safer ports and leave a message for him to meet me there, if that's okay with you. Ah, returning to action was a bit more than you anticipated, was it? Well, I have been long out of the field, and I'm afraid my uh, instincts aren't what they were. I wish for nothing more than to return to my bookshop and once again the life of a quiet scholar. Of course, of course. Um... The jar. Yes, indeed. I shall fetch it out for you a moment, Colonel. You are, of course, a man of your word, as a as a man of your rank must be. Indeed, of course. And uh, here we go. And I, I take the jar out and I pass it to him. Seems a fair Very exchange good. for a safe return back to port, doesn't it? Of course, of course, Professor. No need to worry about that. We'll we'll make sure that you're. Messages sent to uh, to Mr. Um, Remington, that's right, uh, Remington, and uh, we'll make sure that all of your transport back home will be is already, of course, arranged. No need to worry about any of that. We do appreciate your assistance in this matter, and I do hope that it hasn't done taken too great a toll on your health. Oh, nothing that a 
A nice cup of tea won't fix, Colonel. Right Maybe then. out of the sands. Right, of um, course. Uh, I wish to commend Mr. Tar Nation and his crew. Most competent and, and helpful. I, I know I'm not the money man here, but I don't think a bonus would be out of the question. Perhaps my share of whatever I would be being paid had I been brought on as a contractor as opposed to just helping the son of an old friend. Well, those matters are a bit out of my hand, but I will speak to those who care, uh, who, who tend to such things. And yes, for Kenzarians, they aren't too bad of a bunch, are they? Find the most refreshing company, Colonel. Very good, sir. Well, I bid you good travels, and my men will, of course, uh, escort you back home. And uh, the colonel takes the jar, really does not seem to care anything other than the fact that he has the jar and mm. is uh, happily moving away. And as he's stepping further and further away from you, you are suddenly whisked back to that dark realm where only you and Jaharl exist. And Jaharl is standing before you in jackal form, of course. Mm -hmm. Well done, Trevator. I'm sorry, what? I said well done, Servitor. Uh, good job, good job. Servitor? Well, you did what I told you. That makes you my servitor, does it not? <sighs> Deities. Once again, that lack of courtesy. We are briefly colleagues. Yes. <laughs> I'm not suggesting uh... peers. Of course, I would not be so bold as to suggest peers. But surely a little respect between us has been earned now, yes? Of course. To be my servitor is a great honor. And for that, I shall grant you this boon. Hold still, it burns for a second. And then there's a sudden intense burning sensation on your forehead. Ah. Oh, quit your whining. Just a little pain, nothing that you haven't endured before. Even so, it's not something I seek out. Ugh. What, uh, what, what are you, um, what are you doing? As I said, the whole fate of reality is kind of at risk here, and I gotta go handle it again. Might there be opportunity for hmm, a servitor, and I gave him a wry smile, to perhaps assist in a method that might make Mr. Arrow regret how cavalier he is with his employees? He took away one of the few people... I care about, you see. It seems churlish to refuse an opportunity to respond. Mm -hmm. The stars in the sky burn out, but cannot be snuffed. The fallen tree cannot be replanted. <sighs> what has been lost cannot be returned. You must embrace and accept this. My, my lord, I'm not seeking the return of Peter Remington. I wish Archer Arrow to pay for his temerity. Vengeance reciprocation, my lord. All things end in their appointed time. Yes, but surely there's a way to usher things along a little. If it is the appointed destiny of Archer Arrow to die by your hand, then it shall be. But to seek it out is a fool's errand and may bring you upon a path along the river you may not wish to tread. Mm. Well, I'm sure there's other ways I can make life a little uncomfortable for him in the interim. Seems I have new focus. Thank you for that. My final command to all of my, all those who serve me, has always been to live in peace with others and to die without regret. I cannot force you to take that path, but it is my suggestion. 
If you do decide that you must walk this path of vengeance, then perhaps our paths will cross again someday. I fear it is a bit late for me to die without regret. Uh, mortals always think seeing things in such a small point of view. Very well, Servitor. Should I require you again, and if there's an opportunity to inconvenience Archer Arrow, we'll be in touch. That seems a fair trade. Thank you. Goodbye now, Servitor. I shall hopefully not see you again. And with that, he vanishes from your mind completely. Can't believe how rude he is. No, as a god would even so. Ah, Marissa, I think it's time for my medicine. <laughs> we cut to about a day and a half later. You did take another long four-hour drive back in that bumpy car all the way back to the hotel. Have I left? Uh, is, is Jack and his boys or his team coming with or are they heading somewhere else? No, they, they went elsewhere, and, and you said a fair goodbye to each other, but he did seem to rush through it as he needed to go talk to the colonel. You're not sure what happened to him yeah, after that. I, I have passed him a business card with my contact number on, just in case. Okay, very good. Um, you got back to the hotel, and you took a long time to recover. I mean, between the jet lag, the adventure, mm. the medicine. talking to a god of death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah medicine. Um, and the hotel is quite nice, um, and so very comfortable, and so there wasn't really a... The, they informed you that your um, flight back to Ballentrop was, uh, is, is not for another day, so really no rush to do anything. I kind of feel that now he's away from the temple and all the trappings, like he, he's starting to rationalize away the conversations with Jahal as just the pressure of being back in the field. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he does believe in the supernatural because you don't get to his age having done the things he's done without believing in the supernatural. But it's one thing kind of going, ooh, things got a bit spooky. And there's another, I spoke with an actual god of the dead. So I think he's like, oh, no, no, it was just the trappings. You know, he's jet-lagged, he was tired, he wasn't quite with it. So, yeah, I think he's kind of rationalised that away um, while he's there. So you're sitting on a balcony overlooking the city. The, there's been a brief lull in the fighting, so it's actually quite beautiful out. Marissa has been sent off to uh, fetch more tea. They gave you the bad stuff, the, the gritty, like, this is anony. This is why he brings his own. It's somewhere in one of the cases. I'm sure Marissa will have packed it. She's very good like that. Yeah, so she's off trying to trying to get your tea in order because just the stuff they brought up for breakfast this morning was just just, just dreadful, just a disgrace, absolutely. Um, and while you're sitting on this this balcony, you hear two footsteps behind you, almost perfectly silent. And when you turn around, you see a very nonchalant-looking person in a hotel uniform with a gun and a silencer. And all he says before you can do a thing is, "Courtesy of Mister Arrow." And then your forehead burns. A shape of a, a green energy leaps out of it in the shape of a jackal. It rushes through this assassin, and this assassin doesn't die. He evaporates, just gone. And then you watch as the jackal spirit kind of floats off into the sky.
there's a moment and then he reaches into his satchel he takes out the vial of his medicine and he just shotguns that back <laughs> <laughs> The end. Hey. Uh, obligatory question. Did I do anything yes. that surprised you? Um, no, no. I mean, look, our 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 relationship is very has a very strange arc to it. Mm. Um, we really first talked on one of those Hydean Way. Yeah, Tales like, episodes. Yeah, Tales episodes, like reviewing one of the movies. I don't even remember which one it was mm. anymore. Um. And then later I listened to your show, but only after we talked a bunch. And then, so this is actually the first time we've ever roleplayed yeah. together, despite having kind of known each other for years. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've just not been able to get you on my show because I'm rubbish and I keep forgetting to invite you onto my show. Um, which is well, just, we, terribly bad. We also have an eight hour time difference. We do have an eight hour time difference, yeah. Um, I will tell listeners at home that uh, I started this recording at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> on my time. Which is, you know, dedication to getting, like, this random Brit on, you know, so I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, you you did great. I love this character. Um, I, I loved his uh, effusive conversational style. Um the, the word choices, his his devotion to the past and to his assistant. It was all it was all great. You you were wonderful to have on, and so thank you for coming on the show and sharing your talent with us. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Um, I've had a great great time, and yeah, who knows? Maybe he will reappear at some point down the line, or having inconvenienced Mister Arrow some way. I don't know. Be maybe. interesting. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. So, of course, uh, this is Adam Beltane from the Force Measure podcast. Oh, yeah. We get a cold open, so. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to plug? Um, just my own stuff, if it's not too churlish. Um, so, yeah. Hi. Uh, I do a Star Wars Force and Destiny actual play called Force Majeure. And I do a Genesis homebrewed fantasy one called Dungeon Majeure, of which the second season is very delayed uh, because life, really... Um, that's quite fun they're both quite fun you might enjoy those um, available wherever you find your shows I suppose and that's like yeah that's me um, and this is me this is this is a more reserved than I usually play I normally go a bit bonkers so I was very well behaved because <laughs> you know if I went too hard I might not get invited back <laughs> I, well I so I guess um, I, I was talking to Leslie yesterday mm trying to get something figured out with her and i had mentioned that i was i had gotten distracted worrying you know getting mm. this session up and running right mm. and uh i forgot that she didn't know we were doing this and so she's like oh you're, you're running for adam i'm like yeah i'm like and uh and uh her reply was where is it let me see um leslie's adam is a adam is a wackadoo of the highest and best order <laughs> fair yeah that's fair <laughs> so, <I> was, <laughs> she was she was saying it to assure me that i would not i would not be that you would be able to hang with my <laughs> with my intensity so i was like i'm, I'm sure he can I, I wouldn't have asked him if i didn't think he could hang on so 
Um, yeah, force majeure. By the way, it's an excellent pun, and if you have not looked it up yet, you need to. Just just Google it, and you'll understand why that's such a good title. Mm. Um, yeah, for me, things are going the same. I mean, we're still on Twitter, but I'm not really using it. That's at uh, Dreams or at Chris. Really, the best way to get a hold of me at this point is probably through the email address, soulzeropodcast at gmail.com. I will check Twitter like once every couple of days, so if you forget, that'll still be a thing. Um, or you could hang out with us on the Discord, which is in the very nice and chill place. So that you can get access to that for just a dollar at patreon.com slash zero. You're like, bro, why do I need to have to pay a dollar to hang out on a Discord server? Well, because the vibes are really chill there, and if I open it up to everybody, it'll get terrible. So, you know, putting in a dollar puts a little skin in the game, I think, and it keeps keeps the environment really cool. I, I can um, confirm that the Sil, like even over my own Discord server, the Sil Zero Discord is where I go to hang out, and it's my happy place. It's just everyone on there is lovely. <laughs> it's it's just such a change of pace from a frantic and cruel world, little oasis of love, and is well worth a dollar a month. Yeah, it's it's a chill place. I love it. So, um, you know, there's that option. And um, ta, 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 ta. I think that's all the announcements for now. This is a very long episode, so I'm sure I'm going to have to drop other announcements in between. But thank you all for your patience and understanding. Hopefully you enjoyed this diversion into the background story of the Nine Heists and how Jaharl got himself out into the fray. And what is he talking about again? What is he talking about stopping stuff? What does all that mean? Um... I guess we'll have to find out as the story progresses. So, um, until next time. End of episode. uh, (laughs) Ah, he did it. Good job.